Welcome back to another episode of Old Man in the G. I'm Mike Nagrant here with Grayson Nagrant. Grayson, unfortunately, Christmas break is coming to a close. How do you feel about that? Horrible. Why is that? Because it's school, and who likes school, man? And also, I guess the football season's done. We're going into the playoffs, but the good <clears throat> it's the news best time. Yeah, the good news is I know the reason we enjoyed our last week is we had Michigan winning against Alabama. Um, unfortunately, the, I predicted the score. You did predict the score. Folks should note uh, if you're betting and Grayson selects anything, you might have a chance. So. I think I'll predict the score for the national championship. All right, we'll too. do that today. Um, unfortunately, our other team, the Chicago Bears, um, well, I guess we should say we have a couple teams, as folks know now. Uh, Detroit Lions obviously won today again. Uh, they're the second seed, so that's going to be a big thing uh, for Lions fans to go into the playoffs for only, what, like maybe the third time in the last 20 years. So uh, we're going to be pretty excited about that. But unfortunately, what we got to talk about is our beloved Chicago Bears, uh, more specifically Justin Fields threw for 148 yards. He was 11 to 16. No INTs, which is important, but unfortunately, unlike Jordan Love, uh, no touchdowns, right? Uh, 27 yards, uh, you know, a rushing. Yeah, not a bad day. He made no bad decisions. Uh, I fundamentally feel like the selective play calling Bagetsy again was very awful today. Uh, a lot of runs, a lot of pitches, uh, not a lot of throws downfield. Um, you know, I know we were hampered a little bit with the receiving core, but you know, everybody was talking about that. This was the Justin Fields ball. He has to play crazy to save his job. What do you think? Did he save his job? I think today you can't put it against him. He had a day where, yeah, it wasn't anyone's best day. Having no touchdowns coming away like that after a 10th straight loss against the Packers can't, can't feel good. And it never does. And it, it seems to be like they actually do own us, but it's like, you know that he's better than this. We've seen it before. I mean, t- the past th- three, four weeks, he's been playing out of his mind the best games of his season. Going into Lambeau on the road, crowd noise is loud. Like you're, you're injured with with your Pro Bowl corner Jalen Johnson, who's been amazing. Definitely the highlight of this defense all year. He's out, and Mooney's out, and O lineman getting injured mid game. There's a lot of injuries to be there. The refs made some bad calls against him with a not calling on a late hit and other various penalties. I mean, there's a lot of things you can say. Ultimately, he does have to play a little bit better, but it's like we know what we have in him. This game should not be the deciding factor for his job. It should be what we've seen throughout the season, which is improvement, improvement, improvement from his last years. We know he can be good. He has that ability, and he's the guy to keep in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I think people will think I'm crazy saying this, but, you know, I we obviously we watched – uh, the Ravens-Dolphins game uh, this weekend uh, or la- this last week. And uh, you know what? Justin reminds me of Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's not there yet, right? But he's getting better. He's making good throw selections. Um, and we know he can run. Honestly, he runs better than Lamar, even though Lamar is amazing. Um, and so I, I think, you know, you go into next year and you got a guy who's who's getting better every single year. He knows the system. Um, you know, you just got to surround him with better people. First of all, we got to get rid of Getsy. We got to get a better offensive coordinator, you know? And then the other question is like who, if we don't go with Justin, we do have the number one draft pick, but do you want Caleb Williams? I mean, is that, you know, is that going to be better? A new guy coming into a system, even if he has a generational talent? Um, I mean, I keep talking about it. Like there's a guy named Marvin Harrison Jr. Who I guarantee you 80% of Chicago wants. If you put down a, a sheet and you're voting and you're like, all right, bears fans, what do you want to do with this first round first pick in the first round? 
what are they going to say? Trade it to get Marvin or just pick him right there at one? Not like I guarantee you 80% of them say one of those two answers, but I, I, I guarantee what they won't say, or at least not many of them, is take Caleb Williams. Especially when there's a this is a quarterback stack class. Even if you did want to take a chance on the quarterback, me personally, Caleb Williams is not that guy. He has a lot of character concerns. He seems rude, and I don't. I think he's getting a little overhyped as this generational type of prospect. Uh, like I mean, I mean he's had his bad games in college. He's had a lot of great games, but he didn't win Heisman this year. He didn't show us any other more reason for why he should be the first pick this year, and. He's while he's a great quarterback and you got to get to him. I think Justin Fields has the potential to be even better than him, and he has more experience already. Why not yeah. stick with him? He's in our organization. I think we're agreed. I think we want to keep Justin for one more year. What we think doesn't really matter, but at the same time, they were saying they're going to keep Eberflus, and if they're going to keep Eberflus, I think he's going to want to stick with Justin. Um, I don't think he wants to start over with a new quarterback. What people can't see is that I'm wearing a number one jersey. I got my Justin Fields Bears jersey. Um, this is the first. A football jersey from an NFL team that I've owned of you know I of course wanted a Barry Sanders jersey when I was a kid and I didn't really get one um, but the fact that I bought this jersey says how much I love this guy um, I hope that he's here for years to come if he's not you know what I'll watch him next year as the head quarterback for maybe the Atlanta Falcons and I'll enjoy it just as much even though he's not a Bears anymore on the Bears anymore so um, but let's move on I mean we, you know, let's move on to a happier topic. We know, as we said, Michigan did win last week against Alabama, which means they are playing for the national championship tomorrow night, Monday, um, against Washington and Michael Penix. And uh, what do you think? What are you thinking about this matchup? I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be high scoring. Two of the best offenses, some of the best defenses in football. It's going to be a close one for sure. No one's going to run away with this game. I think that's for sure. Um, I what, mean, what let me what what does Washington do that no other team has been able to do that that could threaten Michigan? High-powered offense, just foot on the gas and not letting go because it, no matter how great your defense is, even though as it's mentioned multiple times, this Michigan defense the toughest we've ever seen. I mean, it's insane how good they are. You saw it versus Alabama, like sacking them every single play, not letting the quarterback breathe, getting any room to do anything, especially one of the better running quarterbacks. Penix can move, but he's not. Uh, like Jalen Milrow, that like in that uh, what do you call it? like just rushing ability, and um, I mean he can threaten through the air though. That's what he can do even better than Milrow, and he has the weapons to do it. Roma Dunze, Jalen Polk, McMillan, all these guys on this team. He has so many weapons to throw to. He's not afraid to throw it to him. They got a good running back. It's a high powered offense in every aspect, and as good as Michigan's defense is, it's going to be their biggest test yet by far. And I mean, we'll see if they're up to the test. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I think about, of course, we just talked about uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, Michigan shut down OSU's high-powered uh, uh, offense, right? They're they're throwing offense, and so I mean, that seems to me like the template for what's going to happen against Washington. I mean, I'm not. Are you worried about Rome if you're if uh, Dunze if you're if you're not worried about Marvin Harrison Jr.? I mean, if they could shut him down, they should be able to shut down. Uh, you know, they should be able to shut down Penix. Now, the difference between that to me, though, is Kyle McCord and Michael Penix are not on the same level of quarterback play. Penix is, is an insane NFL-ready prospect, in my opinion. Uh, and talking about guys we might want the Bears to draft over Caleb Williams, that's one of my guys, 100%. He has the ability to throw it as far as he wants to with any sort of velocity. He can just find anyone he wants on his team. I mean... 
I think that's the type of stuff that translates to the NFL. And uh, McCord uh, on OSU, he's not that same type of guy. While Marvin Harrison Jr. is probably better is better than Roma Dunze, I think most people would argue, you know, he's still going to be tough to find because even if they don't find him, they got two other great receivers who are in the top of college that people overlook. Uh, just because Romo Dunze is going to the NFL and he's like looking like one of the best in college, but I yeah, mean, but we we got one of the best secondaries. We got San Ristol. I mean, I think he's going to be due for another big, big yeah, game. DJ Turner, everyone on Michigan. I mean, we know they have a good defense. I'm not taking that away from them at all, but I'm just saying, still, and I'll say it, you know, I'll preach it that this is going to be the biggest test for Michigan's defense, 100 percent all year, not even over OSU and all that. I mean, the thing that's been overlooked about this Michigan team is there's probably going to be 12 draft picks at least from this team. I mean, when you think about it, like everybody always talks about, like the Fab Five in basketball. But I mean, this Michigan team is a team of destiny, right? I mean, this is a team that, you know, we've never seen this kind of talent in an NFL draft from, you know, a single Michigan team that I can remember. So again, you know, Washington's got some hardcore players, but, you know, on paper, they don't look as good as Michigan. Yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah, I mean, I just, I give both teams their credit. They're here for a reason, right? They beat good teams. There's no one here is like a, you know, call it like a Mickey Mouse entry or just like a like they earned it both these teams are good and i mean it's gonna be a great game it's gonna be high scoring in my opinion and all right well then why don't you call the score again see if you could do it two weeks in a row i like this like like i said high scoring it's gonna definitely be bigger than alabama with with uh with how great these offenses are and i think maybe the slightly worse defense of washington so i think i'm gonna go 35 to 30 michigan all right. I think that Michigan's defense is better than that, even against Washington. Um, I'm going to go uh, 30 for Michigan, 24 for Washington. I like it. All right. So last topic, we're almost on the eve of the NFL playoffs. Um, the good news for us is that we do, of course, love the Detroit Lions. They are the second seed. And, uh, you know, I mean, they clinched the playoffs very early. Um, you know, what's that matchup going to look like right now? You're talking about the Lions and yeah. the Packers, yeah. I mean, well, depending on who the whoever they do face, I, th- I think it's the Packers, right? Um, I mean, it. I think they're the better team than, uh, and then a lot of people in this. The only thing that I think would give the Lions that trouble is the 49ers, as I've said in the NFC. Now, obviously, in the AFC, there's other teams to worry about: the Dolphins, the Ravens. But if we're just talking about NFC, I think the Lions have a great chance to make that run. You saw it against the Cowboys. They should have won that game. There's a bad bad mistake by the refs, and it ended up being a loss by one point on a two-point conversion miss by uh, the refs and the Lions. But, you know, that just goes to show they're, they can compete with the top teams in the NFC. They have the ability to do it. They're not a shoe-in team. Like, they are really – they're a good team. And, I mean, they can beat the best teams in the NFC – I think they can have a argument to beat, you know, those top teams in the AFC as good as the Ravens and the Dolphins are. But I mean, I think they match up pretty well, and I I would expect them, and I'd be disappointed, frankly, if they didn't make it out of this first round. Yeah, I mean, honestly, after watching the Ravens these last few weeks, I have a hard time believing anybody's going to be able to stop Lamar. He's dialed in. We talked about him a few minutes ago. Um, I, you know, he's my, probably my second favorite player in the league right now. Um, you know, so. But, you know, I mean, do we think the 49ers have it? Do we think that, 
you know, Philly can somehow get past some of these injuries and, you know, pull it off. Who's your sleeper right now for the playoffs, maybe to go all the way? I mean, sleeper, I mean, it's biased, but you can then pick the Lions. I think they'll make it far. I don't know if quite Super Bowl, but, you know, Niners aren't a sleeper, and that's who I would think and everyone thinks. But then on the other side, if they stay healthy, I like the Dolphins. That offense is so hard to beat from anyone. From any perspective, uh, the you know the Bills could be a threat with how well they've been playing recently. But yeah, those, I mean those types of teams, the offenses can get you. It's just one side of the ball, but a truly great team will eventually be able to stop them. But yeah, those are some of my picks. Uh, and with like what you said with the Ravens, you know, like the reason they're so good, not only do they have the MVP quarterback in Lamar, but they have that defense to go along with it. That's just as good. Everyone playing their roles. The linebacker duo of the century with Roquan, a former Bear, who we love. And I hope the best for him. And I mean, he, it's just everything about that team is clicking. I mean, I'm cl- a, I'm a little worried. I mean, I was just thinking about it. You're right. Lions are going to play the Packers because they were the seventh seed. And Lions are the two seed, right? So after what we saw today, like that's a tricky matchup, right? Yeah, but the difference there is the Lions are going to be at home field, forward field. Those fans are going to, I mean, first playoff game in how long? Like those those fans are gonna make that stadium rock. Like it is gonna be loud in there. I don't think Jordan Love's gonna be able to hear a thing all game. Uh, you know, it's a big fan base, and also, while that contributes, it's also you know how great this offense and it's been playing all year. Jared Goff, Amon Ross, St. Brown with a fifteen hundred yard season. Laporta, who did go down with an injury today, and I hope he's okay to see that for the game because he's a big part of that offense. But that that running back duo with Montgomery and Gibbs, everything's clicking in that offense. Our defense is looking very good, especially from a rushing perspective. And I mean, yeah, the Packers are a decent sleeper team, but we also have seen there. There's a reason they only were like what nine win team. I mean, they had a bad stretch of games. There's times where Jordan Love can't get it to those receivers, and I just think the offense in every way is going to be better than the Packers. And Lions should win this game. I will say the theme of this uh, podcast has been like. If you want to be the best, you got to go through the best. Doesn't matter. You can speculate about it all you want, but ultimately, um, you got to earn it, right? I mean, I think that's what you know Dan Campbell would say. Like, yeah. uh, and and so it's going to be interesting, right? Because for the Lions to get through, uh, they're going to have to face Packers. If they get through that, there's a good chance they could face the Rams at some point, which means you're going to have to go through your old uh, Matt Stafford. So they're going to have to vanquish a lot of their old enemies, so to speak, to get to get there. Now. One other person they might have to face who actually is kind of my sleeper. Like, I'm just going to go out here and I'm going to say, I know it sounds crazy, but I think the NFC, uh, the person who's going to win the NFC and go to the Super Bowl, Dallas Cowboys. It's not crazy. They're a top team and they are a good team. And you saw that they put up a fight with the Lions. But, dude, I think, I mean, I don't want to sound biased here, but I don't think you have to be biased to know. The rest made an honest bad call in that game. The Lions should have won that game. That's true. And, but yeah, it was a close game. The thing is, if they even do win it, it's a one point game. It's a one. It's a two point converting decision. But I love what Dan Campbell's doing, being aggressive, most aggressive team probably. I mean, in NFL history, you could argue it definitely up there. They go for it uh, on fourth. I'm not sure the exact percentage, but they go for it on fourth down more than any other team in the last. I mean, I think in the Super Bowl era. Dan Campbell has an aggressive offense. He's confident in everyone to do what they can do, as he should be, because you know everyone in that offense is clicking. Now, I do, I am scared, like genuine, like genuinely about Sam Laporta and that injury, because he's been a 
playing a huge role for us in that offense. But if if that somehow clicks and we are able to fill that role, if this offense is clicking the same way as it has been all season, you can beat a team like the Cowboys. You can beat a team like the Rams, the the Packers. I mean, it, it's all doable. The only team I really see as a huge threat as the monster in the NFC is the 49ers. Yeah. I, I mean, I like I do, of course, want the Lions to go, but like I said, I'm going out in here limb. You know, I really think Dallas is going to somehow surprise everybody. Um, if I were like real sports radio, I'd sound like Dak and say, here we go. <laughs> I mean, Dak, dude, Dak is good. I think he's like an MVP runner up. He's definitely top three. He's been in the conversation all year. He was a favorite at some point in the season. He's great. CD lamb, a guy you have to talk about is insane. I love that guy. I think he's one top five receiver in the NFL coming soon. I mean, if he's not already, but he, he like that offense is also insane. And, it's really just going to be a battle of offenses in this NFC with how everyone is shaping up. So, all right. I so I think everybody thinks Baltimore is going to be the AFC winner. But let's. Who do you think if it's not Baltimore, who's gonna who's gonna come out? I like you know the Dolphins. I like the Dolphins a lot there. I mean, the Bills, like I said, or my other two. I mean, those are my two in the AFC. Bills and Dolphins, I think, are the sneaky winners there. I mean, Dolphins uh, with that. I, yeah. I mean, but we saw the the Dolphins got dominated by the Ravens. So will McDaniel learn? Can he, Another team I what, like. What, is, ki- what kind of adjustments can McDaniel make to to beat the Ravens the second time around after that beatdown? I mean, yeah, it's going to be tough because I think the 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 biggest adjustment you have to make is just stopping those big plays from Lamar, limiting the his running abilities. Like you have to have people ready for him when he's trying to get out the pocket. Don't give him that option. Force him to throw the ball because. That's the reason he's the MVP is because not only can he do it through the air, but he can do it on his legs as well and at an elite level. And that's why, you know, I another reason why people want to keep fields because they believe he has the potential to be the type of guy to do that. And that's what makes you an MVP is being able to do offense at not only one, but two different levels. And some would say even more, Lamar just creates new things. So, I mean, who knows? And his receiving core this year, you got a rookie as your wide receiver one who had granted he's been great, but like how much is that is him and Lamar or as it is Lamar as a great quarterback. I mean, OBJ, a veteran coming off a team after an AC recovering off after an ACL injury. I mean, like they don't have the best wide receiver weapons room, rookie tight end. I mean, everyone's young there and or veterans, but they're making it happen. And it's because of that man, Lamar Jackson. All right. Well, I mean, everybody's already buried him. Um, which is crazy since he is the current active goat. Um, but you can't count Patrick Mahomes out in the <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs, right? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, maybe, you know, like, listen, maybe Taylor Swift will, like, you know, do something to get Kelsey going. Like, we, there's a lot. That that team is still stacked. They have a chance or no? You don't think so? He, I, I don't think they do because when it when it's come down – the stretch to playing like really good teams this season, the Chiefs have not been able to deliver. They've even had some team the some matchups against bad teams where they can't do it. Now, obviously, Mahomes is going to give everyone a run for their money, but Mahomes has not been playing like Mahomes this season. His receivers this year have really been a, a thorn uh, of the team, or like a what do you just like a weak weaker point of it. Um, weak link, weak link. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, everyone's dropping balls there. They don't have, really have one reliable weapon. Kelsey has not been showing up the way he has in prior years, and he can't obviously carry the team by himself. I mean, they got a young guy, Rasheed Rice, who I love a lot, and I think he's good. But 
I don't think just that is going to be able to get them to the level that they need to be at to be a Super Bowl contender again. But I mean, I do. I could see them winning a game, or maybe even two, making a run. But I don't. I don't see them in the Super Bowl this year. Well, I am looking forward to watching the playoffs. I think we're going to talk a lot about that on this podcast over the next few weeks. I'm pretty excited about. It. So I think to wrap up, I think one last sort of observation, which is interesting, something to keep an eye on as we go. If Michigan wins tomorrow, John Har- or Jim Harbaugh is going to win a national championship, and we know that the coach of the Ravens is his brother. Uh, uh, John Harbaugh, and ultimately, uh, you know, those two faced each other in the Super Bowl. John won already, um, but how cool would it be for the two Harbaugh brothers to both win a national championship and a Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, I think that's something that's floating around everywhere. It's it's like it's crazy. I mean, yeah, it would be amazing to see that. I mean, Jim and John have been one of the most successful brotherly duos as coaches. I think it's clear. All right, well, I think we'll keep an eye on that. Um, that I think we're going to wrap up the old man in the G, but before we do just want to ask everybody who's listening to rate us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and we really appreciate you and we'll see you next week. Right.